This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. All right, my friends, what's up? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. Welcome to another episode of the Learn Jazz Standards podcast. I'm answering your jazz questions five days a week to help you shorten the learning curve, have more fun, feel more confident, start playing the jazz solos of your dreams. So thanks for being here. We have a great question this week from Jim. Let's give it a listen. Hi, Brent. My question has to do with learning jazz on non-typical instruments in the jazz tradition. Specifically, I'm referring to the bluegrass stalwart five-string banjo. There are a few role models, and there's just a few role models in scam pedagogy for jazz for five-string banjo players. Innovators like Bella Fleck, Ryan Kavanaugh, and Pat Cloud have made contributions to jazz, but by and large, the five-string banjo has yet to evolve into a widely recognized instrument for playing jazz. How can your website, and the inner circle in particular, assist players of non-standard jazz instruments become better jazz musicians? Okay, great. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Hey, Jim, that's a great question, and I'm excited to answer it here. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about how, yes, our, our Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle could help non, I guess you call them non-jazz instruments, or like traditionally not jazz instruments. But I want to focus mostly on this idea of non-traditional jazz instruments playing jazz. Can they play jazz? And are there actual resources out there for them? Like you mentioned the banjo. Um, and I want to say, first of all, of course, non-traditional instruments can play jazz, right? And there's going to be some that lend themselves to jazz more than others. Uh, and I'll talk about a few examples in a second that I think you'll find really, really interesting. But I want to dispel the idea that there's a really big difference in playing jazz from a traditional jazz instrument to a non-traditional jazz instrument. So let's talk about like what are the traditional jazz instruments in the first place. Well, I think I think the most common five, and certainly the most common ones that we find in in our membership is guitar, piano, saxophone, trumpet, bass. But then of course there's also trombone is is one, um, clarinet, flute is another. Vibes is is definitely a traditional jazz instrument. Those are all instruments that we find in our membership, but you can find anywhere people playing these instruments. Now, here's the kind of thing that I think is exciting about learning to play jazz that, you know, maybe is not always the same for all styles, um, but certainly I can speak to jazz today. And that is 
all instruments, doesn't matter what you play, need to work on the same things to become good at jazz. Number one, you need to learn songs, okay? And within songs, what do you need to do? You need to be able to play the melody, and you need to understand what the chords are, right? Whether it's actual chords and chord voicings, or whether it's just what are the actual notes of the chords, right? The, the root, the third, the fifth, the seventh. Okay, so we all need to learn songs. Number two is we all need to learn how to improvise, right? That's a big part of jazz. Well, what kind of things do you need to be able to do to improvise? Well, the most common ones that you're going to hear come up around jazz education are learning solos, whether it be from reading them and memorizing them or learning them by ear off of a record. That's some of the most classic advice you're going to receive about learning how to play the jazz language and start getting vocabulary to play. And of course, also there's music theory, the music theory approach to improvisation, which is just talking about, you know, can you do chord scale theory, right? Uh, Can you do instrument specific, or sorry, rather jazz specific techniques, such as chord tone mapping, or guide tone mapping. These are things, by the way, we do in our inner circle. Or enclosure patterns. Things like this. Right? So all instruments, really, when you come down to it and you boil it down, all instruments need to do the same things to learn how to play jazz. Right? And we could talk about how, yeah, sure, for guitar players, you know, chord melody might be something you want to think about that, you know, maybe, of course, a saxophone player wouldn't have to deal with. Or piano players might need to work on their voicings. Or saxophone players, yeah, you need to work on your embouchure and your airflow and, you know, your intonation. All these things will affect your sound and your ability to phrase jazz lines. You know, thumb position on on the bass. Like, everybody has their own instrument-specific stuff. But if we're just talking about really just the heart of playing jazz, learning tunes and learning how to improvise... Everybody really does the same things, right? And don't, don't let anybody fool you of that, right? Don't let anybody say, like, you need to learn jazz guitar licks. Well, no, you don't need to learn jazz guitar licks, right? You need to learn jazz licks, perhaps. Or, you know, there's something very different about the way a clarinet player would play jazz versus a piano player. Well, there's differences because of the instrument that you play. You're naturally going to come to different conclusions. But at the same time, you should be learning how to play piano solos if you're a clarinet player. You should be able to play clarinet solos if you're a piano player. You should learn how to play walking bass lines, even though you're not a bass player, because there's actually a lot to learn about playing the chord changes when you learn walking bass lines. It's all the same stuff. And you could put a name on top of it, like it's jazz piano this, or it's, you know, jazz guitar this. It doesn't matter. So now, again, I'm talking a lot about the traditional jazz instruments, but all the things that I just said translate to non-jazz instruments. For example, we have a lot of ukulele players in our Learn Jazz Standards inner circle. You know, ukulele players, they definitely have some differences about their instrument. Um, They don't have as many strings, for example, as a guitar. Their strings are tuned differently, right? They're playing different chord shapes. They have to move and play arpeggios differently on their instrument, right? But those are just instrument limitations. It has nothing to do with actually playing jazz itself. One I really like is we've had a lot of 
not a lot. We've had a handful of members who have been Dobro players. We even had one who was a lap steel player. Now, these particular players have a lot more limitations, right? They're not really easily able to play bebop lines and, you know, stuff that Charlie Parker would play on their instrument. But I love what one of our members plays who who, who plays the dobro. And he said, you know what I figured out, Brent? I just figured out that what I can really do really well on my instrument is play great melodies and play really nice melodic solos. And whenever I've heard his recordings in our community, I can confirm that. He's really tapped into the way his instrument plays and how he can play jazz best on that instrument, despite the limitations of it being a slide instrument, right? I mean, that's, if you think about that, technically that's difficult to play, right? Charlie Parker stuff. Definitely can't do the same thing that a, that a saxophone player can do. And so if you're, if you're a banjo player, if you're, you know, you fill in a French horn player, there's going to be technical limitations to your instrument. There's going to be different approaches to it. But at the end of the day, everybody does the same things. You learn jazz songs and you work on jazz improvisation. And since you gave me the opportunity to talk a little bit about how the inner circle can help, I won't resist here at all. A lot of the stuff that we do in the inner circle in our membership is instrument agnostic. We work on chord tone maps. We work on guide tone maps. We learn a new jazz solo. We learn a new jazz song every month. We take licks into all 12 keys. We have ear training courses, right? A lot of the stuff is applicable to just about anyone. We learn melodies by ear. And that's kind of what makes the inner circle, if you ask me, a really special place is it's not really just a community of guitar players or piano players or, you know, even banjo players or harmonica players. By the way, we do have harmonica players as well. It's a collective of all these different instruments playing together and having fun and learning together. And everybody can learn from everybody else's approach, right? And that's kind of what the cool thing is, because ultimately when you're playing jazz, are you playing jazz just with a bunch of other flute players or a bunch of other bass players? Not really. You're playing jazz with a drummer and a guitar player and a piano player. And I should mention, since I just said drummer, that drums is the only instrument we don't really have in the inner circle because the material is so different. So I suppose a caveat there is important to mention talking about the inner circle with this stuff. But Getting away from that for a second, the idea of playing jazz on any instrument, it's completely possible, right? You can play jazz on any instrument, and I don't want that ever to be a limitation. In fact, it can be something that you really embrace and you utilize your instrument to get a unique sound and something that really works for you. All right, that's all for today's episode. Remember that knowledge without action isn't really knowledge at all. And remember that a lot of practice time isn't near as good as just a little bit of really good practice. All right, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't want you to miss next uh, the next episode. It's a really good one. I know you're going to learn a lot. So subscribe wherever you're listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Cheers.
Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.